afternoon, whenever you're listening to this, welcome to the internet's most sophisticated wrestling podcast, discussing the weekly aspects of it all, right here on The Bald Monkeys Wrestling Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Bald Monkeys Wrestling Podcast. Uh, I, myself, am Captain Chuckles. Uh, the guy next to me is bald, but it's not Christopher. We have a special guest co-host tonight uh, from Four Minutes of Heat. We have Ricky Gibson. Ricky, how's it going? It's it's going wonderful. I'm just so happy to be a part of the Bald Monkeys Club now. So yes. that's the only reason I'm here. And you're entertaining. Well, somewhat somewhat it depends but enough about the two of us we have a very special guest with us tonight uh via phone we have your father's favorite wrestler we have dan the dad dan how are you doing tonight i'm doing real real good how are you guys fantastic i can't complain ricky can you complain i mean i could but <laughs> i could complain for days but i won't that's perfect. Dan, how, you're doing good tonight. You said you were watching some Cardinals baseball. Yep, just relaxing. Uh, I, got, I got a beer with me, just watching some baseball. It's, uh, it's as good of a Monday night as, as you can have, so I'm all right. Agreed, agreed. Well, we're going to start this off like we always started off, as Christopher always says. We want to know, what was young Dan the dad like? <laughs> Dan the kid? <laughs> yeah, Dan the kid, exactly. Yeah, I guess. Um, uh, I mean, as far as, uh, you know, it was always all about like sports and wrestling for me and my, my family growing up. So, you know, from St. Louis, so big into my St. Louis sports. And then, you know, was always big into wrestling with, uh, you know, uh, St. Louis was always like a hotbed for wrestling with uh, the old wrestling at the chase territory. Um, I actually, my, my, my great grandpa was a, was a regular at those, at those events back in, in the seventies and eighties. So that just kind of got passed down through the generations to, to my dad and, and, and myself. And I've got one, one older brother who was, who's been into wrestling as well. So, so basically just kind of just grew, grew up uh, always a wrestling fan. I could, I couldn't point, point you to like the moment I became a fan because it just, it just always was around. So yeah, it's just, uh, it's, it's, it's a pretty normal thing in, in, the, in our household. It was always part of your life. So, you don't have a moment that kind of, you know, got you into wrestling, but who were some of the wrestlers that you watched, you know, on TV or live, um, you know, that kind of caught your eye that you were, that you were a fan of? Yeah. And we were, we were like a huge WCW house. So uh, real like Sting was always, was my guy um, just probably since, since, since I can remember all the way up through, you know, growing up, uh, um, so he was always my favorite sting and, and DDP and whoever was fighting the NWO was, was my favorite. So, um, that, that's, that's my, uh, that's my error right there. Nice. Did, did it, was there a particular wrestler that you looked at, you know, growing up or, you know, when you were a young adult and said, you know what, that's, 
that's what I want to do. I want to be like X. Yeah, I mean, that's probably when, you know, I probably discovered independent wrestling kind of probably early high school or so and just kind of saw a bunch of, uh, you know, that early Ring of Honor stuff, uh, AJ Styles and mm-hmm. and that whole whole group, Loki and Christopher Daniels. And uh, once I once I check that out for the first time, you know, just picking up a, a DVD from like Suncoast video or someplace that's not even around anymore. But I remember getting that and, and just being so geeked about it because it was just so different than, you know, what was just on television. Um, so kind of discovering that is what kind of led me to think that, you know, this is something that that I could do. And then once, you know, you, you kind of figure out how to get into it and, and, and all that. So that was, uh, it was those, those like first few ring of honor shows, just finding those DVDs is what, what kind of started me on the, on the path to actually thinking I could, I could do something with that. Nice. Ricky, you're up. Yeah. I was, I was just going to mention that uh, you really are a dad mentioning Suncoast videos. (laughs) May, may date you a little bit. That's okay. Uh, so where did Dan the dad come from? Um, I mean, I, you know, I wrestled for like about five, five, almost six years, you know, just kind of doing my own thing, just kind of being a, just a wrestler guy. We all go through that phase where, you know, you just want, you just want to be yourself out there and, and all that, which, which is fine for, for some people. But, um, I think for me, uh, it started to get a little bit, uh, maybe a little starting to lack some, some motivation because I just was, I wasn't finding myself standing out from, from all these other guys who are, uh, you know, wrestling kind of in a similar way and look similar and have similar looking gear and, and all of that started to roll into just kind of, um, I, I don't want to say getting, getting bored with it, but just getting uh, kind of frustrated with, with, with not standing out. So uh, it started me along just a path of really looking for, for something different and definitely something that I encourage a lot of, uh, you know, young wrestlers to do is just to, to, to look for something different to set you apart as opposed to just, you know, just being that wrestler guy. Um, because it, well, it works for some, I think for others, they need a, a little something different. And, um, you know, that was for me was, was finding Dan, the dad, it was just a, it started off as a, as kind of a rib from, from Ethan page. It's kind of well-documented where he, he uh, you know, was making fun of the way I dress or maybe the way I act. Maybe I, I, I was a little bit, I'm, I'm usually the more responsible uh, person on, on a road trip or whatever. And that all started to roll into him calling me Dan the dad. And, and then after a while I was like, well, that might be a, that might be a good character for real. And, and then it was just kind of the putting it all together, coming up with the look, coming up with, you know, different things to do in the ring and, and making it work. But uh, it for sure just started off as a, as a rib because I, uh, we actually were in a, a weekend of shows down in Texas and we were staying in, in San Antonio. We were staying like, like five, 10 minutes away from the Alamo. So like the morning of uh, uh, the shows, we, as me, Ethan Page, and, and Shane Saber, we all went to uh, to the Alamo just to check it out, hang out, kill some time a little bit. Uh, and then I went into a gift shop, and for whatever reason, I don't even remember why, I just wanted a, a souvenir. So I picked up a, a dad hat that said San Antonio, Texas on it, and um, I, I just I bought it. I, I threw it on, and and they, those guys just would not stop giving me trouble for it the rest of the day. And then honestly, for months after that to where 
uh, I kind of just said, screw it. I think, I think let's lean into this because it, it's obviously uh, something that people are having a lot of fun with. And, you know, let's see if we can uh, have the fans have fun with it too. So that's just kind of the whole, the whole story of how it all, all, all came to be. And it was definitely a process to kind of figure out what it was and, and, and how to present it, you know. You got to love yeah. your friends, you know. <laughs> yeah like i said it, it, it started off as this rib but it ended up being like the best thing for me so i can't complain about that that's uh that's that's great you said that that was one of like my biggest things and and like advice just lean into it like if you have something that so many people see in you or recognize in you whether it's good or bad like you can make the best of it and just like you said you have to stand out like there's so many options out there for wrestlers and wrestling companies and when you can offer something different there's no reason for someone to turn off the tv or you know change the channel or you know stop stop following you so uh, that's awesome that's cool cool to hear uh so i saw a bit back uh, something about a missed nxt opportunity uh any details on that you want to go into um yeah i mean it it it, it was uh an opportunity through uh evolve so i kind of before uh they had you know started to, to shut down uh, kind of right before the pandemic they were uh, i had uh, done just uh one of their camps and and uh, did well enough to to get on some shows and then uh was contacted uh, through them to to go down uh to uh to nxt and just uh maybe it would just would have been an extra spot it might have been a match it was never uh, specified exactly, but it was all, it was going to be the week of, uh, of WrestleMania. So it was going to be a, a real fun week of, uh, going down there for NXT on a Wednesday and then just stand down there, obviously for all the shows Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So it was, uh, it was going to be, could have been a, a really big opportunity and would have been a really fun weekend, but, uh, we all know what happened. So I guess, yeah. it, I guess it doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but it would, it would have been cool and i was appreciative of, of evolve and 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 gabe and uh for for giving me the opportunity but you know what if it whether it comes back uh again in the future uh i guess we'll see but if not it still was it was cool to at least uh get get that close at least yeah i'm, I'm sure the opportunity will come back up uh so let's uh let's talk about wrestling shows recently uh you wrestled last weekend two weekends ago uh, I wrestled for Black Label Pro this past Saturday, and then also Warrior Wrestling uh, two two weekends ago. Yeah, so both both in so, the Chicago area. Yeah, awesome. How was that after uh, uh, probably a pretty significant time off for you? Uh, you know, <laughs> Warrior was actually a good a nice little way to to get back into the swing of things because it was a uh, it was like a 10, 10 person scramble thing. So it was kind of a, a good way to uh, get back in front of a crowd without you know being you know too out of shape or anything. So uh, so that was good. And then uh, Black Label was uh, actually a couple matches that day. So for first singles match in a, in a long time for a, a little studio taping that they did, and then a, and then a four way match against. Uh, Cabana Man Dan, Man Scout Manning, and Colin Delaney, which was actually a lot of fun. So I encourage uh, anyone to check that out. Uh, we definitely uh, may or may not have destroyed Man Scout's tent per usual, but, uh, but that was a lot of fun. It, but it's it, it's fun getting back into the the swing of things, but it's definitely tough getting back in that ring shape and getting used to the whole the whole thing again. So, uh, but it, it hasn't been too bad. L luckily, we got a you know a place to train here in St. Louis to be. I was able to get some get some ring time in and uh, 
you know, get myself ready for, for what's to come, but uh, definitely still a, a little bit of a ways to go before we're back in that, uh, I guess, pre-corona shape, if we want to call it something. <laughs> so uh, how sore are you right now? Uh, you know, luckily I don't take too many bumps doing the gimmick. So <laughs> that's true. That's true. Smart. <laughs> so I'm feeling okay. Not, not, not as bad as I could have been. That's good. Uh, anything coming up? Uh, got another couple of shows for warrior. Um, and again, in, in Chicago, they're, they're actually running three, three straight weekends next month. So September 12th and the 19th, um, I'll awesome. be on those. So that's, that's really all I got, all I got coming up. Well, I guess we'll see what, what October looks like, but I guess we're all just kind of taking it one month at a time and hopefully these shows, uh, hopefully they happen and nothing, you know, there's no, uh, restrictions or anything that, that, uh, that get them canceled, which has been a bit of a problem as we're kind of coming in and out of all of the restrictions and the waves of, of everything that's going on. So it's always kind of, you just kind of take it week by week to see what's, what's going on. Yeah, it looked like Warrior Wrestling handled it really well uh, from what I saw on the the footage. So that was cool. Yeah, it was great. It was uh, you know they just put every, put the ring right in the center of their of their football field there at the high school. Um, it was, everyone was was super spread out. Uh, spots designated like ten feet away from each other. Um, so you obviously you could sit with a small group, but your group was you know no no less than ten feet away from from another group, which which was great tons of space for all the wrestlers to not be packed in into some small locker room or anything either. So, you know, like definitely two, two thumbs up to them for the way they did it. And I'm glad that they're going to, you know, do some more shows to, to get the, to get the wrestlers working again and to give the fans a bunch of good shows to see. Um, but that's a, yeah, it's a great company. I, they, they always just go above and beyond for uh, even before all this, I know that they were a great company that, that, that took care of the fans and the wrestlers, but they definitely have kept that, kept that up. Uh, through all this nice. it, it's good to see you know a lot of uh, not a lot but more things are opening up for you guys and it's nice to see it from a from a fan's point of view that you know these promotions are really taking this you know to heart and you know making it as safe as they can as as they possibly can for everybody going to the show you know whether that be you know, the social distancing, masks, restricted attendance, you know, numbers and stuff like that. So kudos to all the promotions that are doing it correctly. Thank you. Yeah. And I think that there's, as, as some shows started, started up, I think there was maybe a little bit uh, of things to learn from, from running a few of them, but I think most promotions that have, have started to to do some shows have either done it perfectly right out of the gate, or if it wasn't perfect the first time, have at least learned and the more that they're doing it, the, the better it's getting. So I don't, I wouldn't feel unsafe or anything going to, to most places that are running shows right now. That's good. So a new question that we uh, have cultivated to ask uh, some of our guests. And uh, since you've been around for a little while, uh, what would you tell 10 year old you advice or anything? Um, you know, I honestly, it would just be to, to try, to, to try harder at, uh, at anything that whether it be sports or, or anything that you want to get involved in, like you're never, it's never too early to, to start working hard at, uh, at anything, um, that you're interested in. I know me personally, uh, I, 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 w- I wish I would have, uh, 
put a lot more effort into, you know, whether it was sports or I, I played music a little bit, but I didn't really put, I, I would, wish I would have put more effort into, into stuff like that. So if I could go back and tell, tell myself anything, it's to, you know, get off the couch and, and <laughs> go, uh, uh, practice hard and work hard at, at, at anything because a lot, a lot of successful people are successful because they, they start at a young age. So, um, I definitely would, would encourage anybody to, uh, or any, anybody who's got interest in, in sports or music or comedy or entertainment or anything, you can always, it's never, never too early to start, uh, you know, working at stuff like that. I think I saw a little bit of bass playing as I was looking over uh -huh. social media. Oh yeah, yeah. I played bass in a in a little band in high school. It was a uh, it was a lot of fun. I mean, I it's kind of, I think that's kind of where a lot of uh, just kind of the wanting to to be on stage and and to perform came from. I always enjoyed. I think I enjoyed the performance aspect of it more than I enjoyed kind of what I'm saying. Like I enjoyed actually getting good at the instrument. So it was good that I found wrestling to be able to keep uh, uh, the the whole uh, entertainment aspect of it and 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 really excel at that. Yeah. Now you've dropped some names of people that you have been involved with. Uh, who has been the person that you kind of attribute that you learned the most from, you know, whether that be when you first started out training, uh, it could be, you know, it, from a, a particular match in the ring or just from picking somebody's brain, you know, do you, do you have anybody that, you know, you could say th this is someone that did a lot for me in one shape or form for my career. Yeah, I'd say the two the two guys who were that for me or or are still that for me um are Ethan Page and Josh Alexander both both like uh, I've known them probably since I I started wrestling back in 2014. Um met them very early on and they always like were there to to offer advice and obviously with with the character and everything, um, you know, Ethan Page is a big help, but Josh as well. I, I think for someone who's such a, a wrestler's wrestler and, and uh, to wrestles that kind of style, he also has tons of great ideas and, and great feedback for, uh, you know, other people doing stuff that's maybe more character based or, or, or whatever. Cause he's just, he just has a great mind for wrestling, no matter what aspect of wrestling that you're, you're really uh, trying to excel at. So those two are just, I can't say enough about, how uh, how great they are with young talent and, and teaching them, whether it's having a match with them or just getting their feedback after a match. I know I've, I've annoyed Ethan Page to no end just with when I was just kind of looking for something to set myself apart. And, and he, he, would, he would definitely wouldn't pull any punches. If I, if I showed him an idea that wasn't any good, he would, he would tell me it wasn't any good and then offer something better. So he, he definitely was a, he's been a big influence and, in, and, in, uh, for, for me to figure out who I am in the ring and to build confidence and, and have something that can really entertain people. That's awesome. Um, and with Josh, he has such a great story in and of itself, you know, to, to be able to pick their minds, you know, is a, is a great thing. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it, it, it's so nice that they helped you out in so many different ways you know, throughout your career so far. Yeah. And they help out, uh, they'll help out anybody that, that comes to them for advice. They're always so open to, uh, to letting you know what they think. And, and they're just two guys that, have, uh, that uh, you can trust that their advice is going to be good advice. Cause they've, they've kind of built, they've both built themselves up from, 
you know, from just look where they were a few years ago to where they are now. Like that's definitely, definitely the the type of guys who have been able to figure it out and know what works for wrestling today. And like what, what current uh, products are looking for on television and stuff today. And, and you definitely want to get advice from people that are, that are succeeding in the current environment. So, and they're always open to, to helping other people uh, up the ladder with them for sure. Yeah, 100%. Awesome. Uh, let's switch gears a bit, a little bit. Uh, I want you to imagine yourself stranded on a desert island, and somehow you knew you were going to get there, and so you could bring five albums. Which five music albums would you bring? Ooh, that's a tough one. Let me let me think. Um, definitely, uh, definitely Highway to Hell, ACDC. That's, I think that's my favorite album of all time, so that's number one. Um, we'll have to go fly by night, uh, rush, nice. um, probably need a little bit of heavy metal in there. So we'll, uh, a little black Sabbath, maybe master of reality. Um, I'm always a big Aerosmith fan. So, uh, maybe toys in the attic for that one. And then, uh, can't, can't forget Kansas. Can't forget left overture. Um, obviously I've used carry on wayward son for, all of Dan the Dad's existence, so I'm gonna I'm gonna need that album as well. <laughs> what a good choice! All, I all agree. of them. Uh, and it, if it fits perfectly, because like that, I feel like that's Dad music, which is not an insult. Like it's perfect, no, and that's where it all comes. That's I think that's kind of what we're talking about. You know, where you just take aspects of your own personality and roll it into a character that's for sure i mean that's that's music that i've always listened to and people are always like why do you listen to this old man music and i'm like because it's actually good (laughs) but um yeah it's what my dad listened to and uh he passed it on down to me so no problem with that i was just talking to my uh, my buddy yesterday about how it was it's so weird having the any any music possible at your fingertips and when I first started training, we only had one CD in the car, uh, and I was uh, and I loved it. But it was uh, Tom Petty's Greatest Hits, and we literally listened to that every single day on the way to training uh, for like I don't know two years. <laughs> but now it's like you can listen to anything in the world you want. So, all right, <laughs> that's nuts. Uh, all right, so outside of wrestling uh, and outside of playing the bass guitar occasionally, what do you do? Um, yeah, I just, I'm just big in a sport, especially right now with, with the amount of sports that are on TV and with nothing else to do. Um, I just been watching a ton of baseball, a ton of basketball and a ton of hockey. Obviously the, the blues got bounced out of the Stanley cup playoffs, but I'm still, I'll, I'll still keep watching to see what happens there because like I said, there's, there's not much else to do. So it's just been, I mean, I, I think all of quarantine just been, uh, uh, you know, waiting for sports to come back and just working out with my my adjustable Bowflex dumbbell in the basement. That's basically all I've been able. I'm lucky. I'm lucky that I had those because it's like when all this started, it's like oh, how many people just didn't have any weights or anything in their in their house or apartment or whatever. Um, I was fortunate that I had gotten those as like a Christmas gift a couple of years ago. They've been collecting dust in my in my <laughs> closet for years because I just been going to the gym. But uh, those have been a definitely a big help. But yeah, just getting into working out obviously and it's been nice having more time to to meal prep and 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 get into more of that too so um i don't think anyone's got much of an excuse to come out of quarantine not in uh in some pretty good shape so uh luckily there's there's 
there's two ways to think of it because I think so many people are going the other direction where it's like, <laughs> man, there's nothing to do. I'm just going to hang out and, you know, eat Cheetos and watch football. Uh, right. And then, you know, the, the U's and I's are like, no, it's, now's the time to, to really grind and, and step it up. So that's good to hear. Uh, mm-hmm. And yeah, thankfully you had those in the, in the basement because I think everything on Amazon was sold out for like, I don't know, three months or something like that. You couldn't buy anything. Yeah, you couldn't get anything. I guess like if I didn't have these, I just I guess just do a bunch of push ups or something. I don't I would have I, I would have figured something out, but it probably just would have been like a thousand squats or something. I don't even who knows. Milk jugs <laughs> full of concrete yeah. or Yeah. I'll just go go chop down some wood or something and just right. throw it around. I don't know. I'm in shape. I'm just it's just a round shape, that's all. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> I, it's bad enough when I have Christopher here, who's like a, 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 you know, he's, he's, he's never been fat a day in his life. He's a, he's a pretty fit guy. He played sports, you know, all his life. Now I got two wrestlers here and it's like, psh, yeah, uh, no, uh, my shape is round. I'm okay with it. It's okay. fine. As long as you're okay with it, man. I am. Yeah. And like now, now I should be doing something. Now you guys are making me feel bad. I didn't, so, make it, I didn't mean to make you feel bad. <laughs> no, yeah. no worries. Uh, I'm a huge hockey fan as well. So I, I am very happy that hockey is back. Uh, the Blues did let me down because I did pick them in my uh, NHL uh, challenge or whatever the heck the thing is called. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I am very happy that hockey is back. Speaking of sports, uh, you're from St. Louis the St. Louis area. Do you have a favorite St. Louis sports moment? Um, I guess as far as what the one I, one I've seen live, I, I don't think anything will ever beat a uh, 2006 world series. Um, Adam Wainwright uh, with that, with that last strike. Uh, and then the him, that hug between him and Yadier Molina to, mm-hmm. I, I think I just I'll never forget it. I remember watching it in you know my old family house with my family in, in that basement and it's just one of those memories that you you hold on to for because it was such a it was such a fun time and and, and a team that I really like that was just that that's just I think when it comes to like your formative years you just kind of have those those teams and those players that you'll just kind of have with you for your whole life and that that was definitely definitely my team and only yeah, I'll never forget just that that great that just that, that that great hug that when they when they won the world series there will was always my favorite yeah uh speaking back to hockey do you have a favorite uh blue from history in history oof um well like i said if you, if you go back to like the formative years i we're, we're going back to like the chris pronger Al McGinnis years. Um, I, I, I guess if I had to pick my favorite blue of all time, it's probably Al McGinnis. Okay. Um, he, he just he just had that that hard slap shot, and he was so fun to watch back in the day. Um, and uh, and I think what was it this this year with the with the All Star game, and they had him come out and do uh, the hard the hardest shot contest at the yes. skills competition, and he and he still had it, and it was like the coolest thing ever to see. It is awesome. My my favorite blue is uh, Martin Brodeur. Um, but that's only because no it doesn't it's only because i'm a devils fan so i was Mm -hmm. i was pretty upset that the devils got rid of him uh but i was happy that i i i actually have a brodeur blues jersey uh, okay in my closet oh go ahead 
I was just say that was a, that was an interesting one for him to to come to St. Louis for a short period of time, but but St. Louis is known for that. You know, we had Gretzky for half a season and, and, and weird stuff like that. That's true, and I mean, you know, given he didn't play that long with them, but he did come back and worked uh, in the front office for a little bit for him. So it, it wasn't uh, wasn't all for naught, I would say, for Marty. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Some other favorites. Uh, do you have a favorite opponent that you have faced uh, throughout your career? Um, I guess if you look throughout my career, even even pre Dan the Dad, um, I, I trained uh, from day one. I trained with Paco Gonzalez, uh, who uh, I think me and him have wrestled like 200 times over the years, which you just, you always just kind of have that one person that you just, you trained with and you wrestle a million times. But with him is always fun because we've had so many different matches where, you know, he was a heel. I was a baby face. I was a heel. He was a baby face. We, and then we recently just did it, uh, you know, as, you know, with me as Dan, the dad, and that, uh, that was a whole, you know, different element to, you know, a match we've done a hundred, 200 times. Um, and we were able to do it uh, in a completely different way. And I think we, we, we can constantly have different matches with each other and it's never just like the same thing. Uh, and he's so good and he's definitely an underappreciated guy. Um, so I, I, I can't sing his praises enough in terms of just being like a great opponent who can, who can uh, wrestle anybody, any style, no matter what. And he'll, he'll give you a great match. And he definitely has uh, pulled some good ones out of me when I, before I kind of had a, <laughs> a lot of uh, skill and confidence, or at least uh, I, I definitely didn't, didn't have as much as I, I do now back, uh, you know, three, four years ago, but he was always somebody that could help me have some, some really good matches for sure. Nice. Uh, let's see. Do you have, Oh, wait, actually you mentioned you were drinking a beer earlier. Uh, what, what is your favorite uh, beer to drink? Well, I guess, uh, you know, I'm a St. Louis guy, so it's gotta be an Anheuser-Busch product. Um, I think my favorite one, a, a bush beer, just a, just a, a plain, no frills, no nothing. It's just a bush beer, I think, is just the best. Uh, and there's, const- there's always uh, a fresh 30-pack in my fridge um, at all times because it's, it's, a, it's a simple beer, but um, I love it. And I, I, I can rarely choose anything, uh, anything over it, for sure. Nice. Favorite movie? Ooh, um, Blazing Saddles, oh, and that and, and that might change. It might be it, it might be History of the World, or it might be Spaceballs. It, it just revolves around some different Mel Brooks movies. But Blazing Saddles usually number one. All three are excellent choices. Not that my opinion matters, but they are all excellent. <laughs> you mentioned Rush earlier. Uh, what's your favorite Rush song? Uh, Fly by Night, but. Uh, honestly, anything, uh, the, f- the first four albums, I think are pretty untouchable. So, uh, if, if not, then we'll, maybe all of 2112, like the full version, you know, all 21 minutes or so of that is actually a, uh, if you haven't heard the whole, you know, the whole, the whole actual epic song, um, a lot of, you know, people have only heard like the first two parts of what they'll play on the radio or whatever, but, um, the whole thing is actually just, is, is incredible. I could listen to it any day. It is. I wholeheartedly agree. I, I was not a uh, was not into Rush when I was younger, but as I got older and listened to it, listened to them a little bit more, I definitely got into their groove and everything. 
Yeah, and they're like such a great story. I mean, there's a a few good documentaries on them and just like they're just a couple of like you know, Getty and, and Alex Lifeson were just a couple of just kind of dorky kids who were just, you know, playing like, you know, basically they were like a Led Zeppelin cover band. That's like first album is basically just like a Led Zeppelin album. But then, you know, Neil Peart comes in. He's got all these wacky ideas for lyrics and they become the, such, a, such a great prog rock band just because of how kind of weird and dorky they were but they just made it all work but like at no point in their career were they ever cool they just have always been like the (laughs) these these three nerds who just like made made awesome music but you know with some of the bands they they would tour with obviously i don't think i don't think they were really ever the the life of the party or anything but uh but they definitely hung around for such a long time and I'm, i'm i'm fortunate that i was able to see them i think four four different times um and saw them on the that like last like rush 40th anniversary tour which is an incredible show so it was uh yeah fortunate to see neil uh a few times in the past few years before he died yeah he's uh, absolutely amazing and his hockey theme if anybody from canada is, is watching or listening you got to listen to his hockey theme it's amazing <laughs> yeah uh being a dad do you do you have any dad isms for us? Um, well, you know, the most important one is to change your oil every three thousand miles. You can't stress that enough. I think people people just they they and they and they try to act like it's not important and they try to act like it's you know some sort of myth that you don't change your oil every three thousand miles. But I'll tell you right now, if you'll do it and you take care of your car, that thing will last you forever for sure. There you go, everybody listen. <laughs> uh is there a dream match? Do you have a a dream opponent and it could be any anybody? Any promotion uh, that's out there now could be big, could be small. Anybody that you want to have that dream match with? Um, it doesn't make as much sense now with uh, with Dan the Dad and, and how uh, wacky I am in the ring, but I just have always wanted to wrestle Kyle O'Reilly because he he had a, a pretty big part in, in my training um, when he was uh, living in the St. Louis area, so... He was always a mentor and somebody who taught me a lot, um, you know, kind of those, those, those early days of training and everything. And to see like how successful he was and then obviously where he is now. Um, I, I think Dan, the dad versus Kyle O'Reilly would be a match that nobody uh, would expect that they want to see. But I think if you did see it, it would be a heck of a lot of fun because he's such a goofy guy too. So uh, when he, when he lets out his goofy side, he's uh, definitely one of the most entertaining wrestlers as well as being, um, you know, obviously great uh, in-ring in-ring ability as well. Yeah, definitely. Okay, last one of the favorites before we get to the the big question. Uh, is it, are you watching Jeopardy or are you watching Wheel of Fortune? Mm. You know, I'm going to say Jeopardy uh, because Wheel of Fortune can be extremely irritating sometimes with some of those puzzles and like, how difficult they can be and it's like it's like oh this is a phrase and it's like that's not a phrase i've ever heard before but okay i guess it's a phrase to somebody somebody said it once so it's a phrase or whatever so not wheel of fortune's kind of bullshit if you ask me i i love jeopardy myself ricky do you do you have a choice jeopardy Um, of fortune i i've probably spent more time watching wheel of fortune and here's the best part 
Uh, I used to have Wheel of Fortune on Nintendo 64 that I played all the time. I love that game. I don't know why, but it was incredible. I love and then and again, somebody else bringing up the Nintendo 64. It's like it's the gaming console. Like I think it's everybody's favorite gaming console through the years, it seems like, because no matter who we talk to, someone always brings up the N64. It's pretty incredible. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably agree with that. <laughs> All right. Uh, I know there's been a lot of uh, difficult questions on this, uh, a lot of real thought provokers. But the real one, the, probably the only question that matters, um, and this is deep, I hope it's not too controversial, and, and I hope, did he leave? No, he's still here, I think. Yeah. Oh, I just, oh. I got, oh, sorry, I got this weird, like, notice or something, like a sound. Anyway, uh, I hope this, this doesn't hit too hard to home. I hope this doesn't offend anyone, uh, but the world has to know, uh, regular Oreos or double-stuffed Oreos? Ooh. Uh, you know, this is probably is probably a controversial answer, but the double stuffed Oreos tend to give me a bit of a tummy ache, so I'm gonna stick with the regulars. And I tell you what, those like giant overstuffed ones that they came out with like a year or two ago, the most stuffed, are disgusting. And I couldn't even I couldn't even eat one without feeling sick to my stomach. So I'm not a, I, more cream is not always better. I agree. This is ludicrous. Uh, I'm I'm a double stuffed guy though, but uh, I I understand where you're coming from. So I just got a, I got I got an old man tummy. So <laughs> I was gonna say I'm a double stuffed guy also, but for for health reasons, I can understand. You know, mm-hmm. you got to be comfortable. You got to be. Comfortable. Yeah, it's it, it's a it's a health choice. That 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 as well, and and uh, coming from a wrestler, I can see why you would choose the classic single stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Dan, thank you for joining us today. Uh, it's now your time, your time to let everybody know where they can find you on social media. Uh, if you have anything coming up, any merchandise that uh, anybody can purchase. So uh, let the information fly, sir. Yeah, you can find me at thanks Dan the Dad on Twitter or Instagram. Um, and if you're interested in any merchandise, if you need a dad hat, if you need a t-shirt, if you need a coffee mug, I've got all of that at danthedad.bigcartel.com. Um, that all goes straight through me. Um, don't have to go through any other vendors or anything. That's, that's my personal site. So um, yeah, check that out. Um, yeah, and I, like I said, all, all I really got coming up is this, those big uh, warrior wrestling shows in Chicago next month. So I'm on September 12th and the 19th. So if you're in that area or if you want to make the trip, uh, I, I can assure you that the social distancing is super well done. It's outdoors, it's open air, and they've got some like insane talent coming in. Um, I'm not one of them, but uh, <laughs> tons, of, <laughs> tons of great, great talent uh, that you can see on, uh, on Wednesday nights uh, for sure. So um yeah absolutely come come check that out or uh, i'm sure it'll be streaming on fight tv as well you can order it and, and check it out live awesome well dan once again thank you for joining us tonight we'll have all the socials up at the end of the uh episode in our credits ricky thank you sir for joining us as well uh we might have to fire christopher I don't know. I'm not really sure. <laughs> or, or maybe I can get fired and you and Christopher can do it. I, I'm not, I don't know. I don't know. I'm up for either, I, either or, you know, it's good not to see his face 
uh, in that little square tonight. <laughs> uh, it's all my pleasure, sir. It's, uh, it's been a lot of fun. Good. Everybody watching, thank you so much once again for joining us. Make sure you hit that like, hit that subscribe, hit that follow. Go follow this way, Ricky Gibson. He's on uh, Twitter and everything. You know what? We're even going to put Ricky's stuff up in there too. Watch his tag team, Four Minutes of Heat, with his partner, Eddie Pearl. We'll have all that up at the end. Dan, once again, thank you so much. Ricky, thank you so much. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. forget to follow us on twitter facebook and instagram at the bald monkeys you can also check out our interviews on wrestlejoy.com make sure to subscribe on our youtube page to watch our previous interviews or our roundtable discussions just search for the bald monkeys watch us live on our new twitch channel twitch.tv slash the bald monkeys and finally, listen to the Bald Monkeys podcast on Apple iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from.